Broadcasting from beautiful, tropical Vero Beach, Florida, it's Money Nation with Ed Gardner. Good morning and welcome to Money Nation. Today we're going to be talking about the big story. The big news is BlackRock, JP Morgan, KKR buying up the residential real estate market. And how's that going to affect not only the economy, but affect home buyers? It's all over the place. Bloomberg has got a story out. BlackRock, KKR by majority stake in U.S. home rental company. Wall Street Journal reported, why is BlackRock buying every single family house they can find, paying 20 to 50% above asking price? Vox reported, Wall Street isn't to blame for the chaotic housing market. And lastly, on investor review, BlackRock under fire mud amid reports of private equity firms are snapping up single family houses. So this, this, this news is everywhere out there. Uh, it was on uh, Fox News. Tucker Carlson last week had a guest on there, and he talked about how the housing control is out of the market, out of control. And not only in uh, states like Texas and Florida, places that we think that would be on fire, but places like San Jose, he mentioned, which has been in a probably a real estate bubble for the last 10, 20 years. Prices are surging there. Uh, you got a, a lot of above asking price everywhere. They're, they're, you talked with a, one family on this interview about if they had an offer out for $399. They ended up selling their house for $542,000. But the problem is, so that's good. It's good for the seller. But what happens when they have to buy another house? <laughs> you can't really take that uh, you're going to pay a lot more for a different house. So that one family in the interview uh, with Tucker, they ended up renting. Uh, so is that what you really want to do? You want to sell your house and become a renter? I'm not sure about that. Uh, Wall Street Journal reported BlackRock is buying up whole neighborhoods and turning them into rentals. So this is not back like in 2008 when BlackRock stepped in and bought a lot of houses at the bottom and they did very, very well. Um this is different. The housing market is, is, is higher. It's not at a bottom. And now they're stepping in and they're still buying up houses and turning to rentals. A little different angle this time. Uh, there's a story about in Houston, a quarter of all purchases are by big investors. Some whole neighborhoods are being, uh, D.H. Horton, I believe, bought up a whole neighborhood or sold a whole neighborhood. Uh, Pedro Gonzalez was one of the guests on, uh, with Tucker. And he said, we're becoming a nation of renters. Uh, what are the consequences for this? Uh, the, the big financial firms are plundering the future of, 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 of uh, the housing market. Um, Freddie Mac came out with a uh, recent survey and it talked about how 40% of all renters never believe that they will own a home. They'll never have the American dream. That, own, that number is only going to rise. Um, the, the home ownership gives people a stake in societies, a stake in their neighborhood, a stake in their town. And that's going away. You've got, uh, you know, owning a house again is the American dream and big firms are killing it. It's, and why are they doing that? Why, why are they stepping in? Well, obviously they want to make money. That makes sense. They probably borrow money cheaply and they can go ahead and buy houses and, and make money. But so that's what they're doing it. But they're also, they're, the real reason they're doing it is to underwrite pensions and to pad bottom lines and to make money. But at the expense of, uh, retail home buyers in uh, the working class America. Uh, we've got a, I've got a good friend of mine here today, Lewis. Lewis is uh, going to tell you 
exactly something that just happened this week. Uh, Lewis worked in Wall Street with me. He worked for Deutsche Bank, uh, JP Morgan, Lehman Brothers. He worked in the equity trading program trading. Uh, Lewis, tell us. Welcome, welcome to Money Nation. First of all, Lewis. Thank you, Ed. Thanks for having me on the show. T- tell us about your your friend. Your tra- he's a trainer for you. Tell us about yeah. his uh, tr- trying to buy a house this week in, in upstate New York. Sure. Uh, upstate New York area, uh, Albany area and, you know, suburbia. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's about a 30, 35 year old guy with, you know, newly married, uh, uh, you know, child on the way. Um, so convention, I guess you call him a conventional home buyer, right? Um, looking for a two or three bedroom, two bathroom place and in local suburbia in this area, let's just say, I think you may have mentioned Clifton Park or Niskayuna. Uh, type locations, which are nice areas, and 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 some some of them are higher end, but uh, you know, and a and a starter home. Um, he put in a bid with his wife. They bid about three twenty, three twenty five uh, on a you know two three bedroom, two bathroom, um, a, a home that is probably something that's out there and available usually. Um, and a, and an anonymous buyer came in about $75,000 higher. And uh, in the same 24-hour period, Ed, um, a buyer snatched it up for 400000 So my friend was just telling me uh, about this. And, and I had heard from a few others that were uh, selling recently just what a seller's market it is, um, residential um, real estate. And anyway, if things like this are happening, I mean, that doesn't seem too too standard right i mean that doesn't seem 70 75 000 above the offer at 325 330 does not sound normal at all right i mean we i didn't he didn't mention other bidders or anything but this happened so fast in 24 hours and so much higher above his his offer it's concerning um to say the least so we see evidence of it happening right here in upstate New York. It's not only happening, you're reading about it everywhere. So this, this, this is happening. Um, it, it, let's think about, is this BlackRock driving up? And I say BlackRock, it's, it's other firms as well. BlackRock driving up the prices. Is that good? Is that good for this country? Do we have people's average income going up at the same time? If the house prices are going up and their incomes are staying the same, well, it's putting some houses out of the reach of other people. Now, obviously, it's good for the seller, uh, at least initially, because they're, you know, the example, $399, they sold it at $550. Uh, that's good. The problem, though, is where are they going to go? So they have to buy another house, and they're going to have the same problem that the person who bought their house. Right. It almost forces them into renting in that, that that limbo period between them purchasing that next tangible asset, right? They're, they're forced almost to, to reconsider higher rent because rents will naturally gravitate higher with these increase in, in inflation in these uh, residential home prices. So it forces people to get into that next situation when the, and that could drive demand or, or that, I'm sorry, that could drive inflation and prices for the renting market. Yeah. Uh, before they get into that next home. I think people should look, think really closely about even if you can get a great price for your house, you ha- then have to buy another house or unless you want to become a renter. Um, then when you get a new house, you've got a new 30 year mortgage, new fees, closing fees. So is right. it better to, to take that profit now 
or just to hold on to your house, which is appreciated in value. You keep your same mortgage, you keep your same price, and you have an asset that's worth a little more instead of flipping it, taking a big profit. You may have gains. You may have tax gains. If you don't put all that money back into another house, it could be a tax consequence at all. So uh, I think people should think long and hard about just taking the quick buck and moving it along and uh, and think that there are other consequences to this. Uh, Lewis, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, remember, investors, any questions about your portfolio at all? You got any questions at all you want to ask me? Give me a call, 518-255-8854. And you can always email me at edgardner at cutterco.com. And remember, listeners, you can always go to YouTube and you can search Money Nation channel and go back and listen to all our previous uh, shows and interviews. We'll be right back. All opinions expressed by Ed Gardner and or his guests on the Money Nation show are solely Ed Gardner's and or his guests' opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Cutter & Company or any of their affiliates. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Ed Gardner and or guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only in as an expression of their opinion. Ed Gardner's and his guests' opinions are based on information he considers reliable, but neither Cutter & Company nor affiliates and or subsidies warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. Always talk to your financial advisor before making such decisions. Welcome back to Money Nation. The one article here that we that I read here says uh, Wall Street isn't to blame for the chaotic housing market. And you know, Ben Shapiro was defending BlackRock, saying, you know, why are you why are you blaming them? They're just trying to they borrow money at low rates and then they reinvest it and make money. And that sounds logical and everyone tries to do that. But if it's going to affect the middle class, if it's going to affect the housing, if it's going to affect, uh, I don't know if, if that makes a lot of sense. He also says that's okay. And he goes, you want to blame anyone, blame the monetary policy of the Fed. And he said, as long as you don't bail BlackRock or KKR, or JP Morgan out. Well, that's the problem, Ben, is they bail them out. So if you let them fuel this bubble here, and you say you better not take a bailout. Well, that's that's not logical and that's not realistic. So the bottom line is this bubble seems to be forming here. And if it does ever pop, you get you, you know that they're gonna the government's gonna bail BlackRock out. So I don't really agree with Ben Shapiro too much. Here's another article I found about Houston. Uh, and I'm going to read this to you. A bidding war broke out this winter in a new sub subdivision north of Houston, but the prize this time was the entire subdivision, not just a single suburban house, illustrating the big investors at a potential new force in the U.S. housing market. A company, big home builder, D.H. Horton, uh, they built 124 houses in Corona, Texas. They rented them out, and then they put the whole community, it's called Amber Pines uh, at Forest Ridge, on the block. They had a Tremendous amount of interest in to buying all these big companies wanted to come in and uh, flocked in for the December sale. The winning bid was $32 million, and that was from a company called Fundrise LLC. Now, this company, Fundrise LLC, manages more than a billion dollars on about 150,000 investors, and they're, they're also buying up houses. Um, the country's most prolific home builder, D.H. Uh, Horton, made roughly twice what they typically do when they sell houses to the middle class. So this is a new new way of business for them, selling entire neighborhoods to investors. And that's scary. Um, Lewis, 
you looked up a little bit of information on both organic home buyers and non-organic home buyers. Tell us what uh, what you found out with that. Sure, Ed. it's pretty basic information. I mean, most of us know that uh, a housing bubble d- is basically defined as you know a run up in housing prices, uh, which is fueled by demand, uh, speculative speculation basically, which is common in in bubbles, um, and exuberant spending, uh, consumers and exuberant spending. Um, all these factors driving up prices and the two kinds of demand that that we just quickly I was looking at earlier and we were basically discussing a little bit about is um, organic, which is your natural home buyer and non-organic, which are people buying uh, for investment reasons only. Uh, so the non-organic uh, buyer, the institutional uh, you know investment bank or or consortium or or um, you know, investment firm. That's the concern here. Uh, running up prices, uh, running up um, uh, the amount of houses and housing developments being built, and then at some point leading to that with that frenzy of of oversupply and then implosion, um, um, which is, are basically leading to bubble conditions. So that was basically uh, what we were looking at. Yeah, the non-organic buyers. The organic buyers are always there. In some shape or form that goes up and down, but the non-organic buyers, when they come in, they can really move markets and eventually they're either going to buy enough and have enough rental properties or they'll buy and then they'll start to sell. Mm-hmm. You know, if they buy houses and they go up a lot and they're going to wait, they bought houses and then they, and they resold right. them. And so I that's- just say quickly, Ed, this isn't just uh, happening now because this, this new BlackRock article came out, but you know, JP Morgan Asset Management, BlackRock, a few other firms. I mean, there was a 60 Minutes interview just within the last year with Jamie Dimon, the CEO, uh, speaking about JP Morgan purchasing and buying up whole blocks in areas of Detroit, around Detroit, in, in both the cities and in suburbia. So this isn't like a brand new thing. It's kind of been uh, uh, something that's been evolving over the past few years, I think, uh, this this non-organic buying um and you know all of this cash is chasing fewer and fewer homes, so that that's the issue. And then my, back to the story of my friend, who um, it's unfortunate, you know. I mean, I'm sure at some point he'll find his his ideal home for the right price. I, I I'm optimistic, but um, that's a discon- you know that's a concerning story, uh, a re- true situation. Just two days ago, um, that he just got completely, um, basically he was um, his bid was. Um, you know, worthless. Yeah. Well, that's what's happening when you get to, when you get a, a cycle of everyone wanting to buy houses and pay whatever you can, it sure looks like a kind of a bubble. Um, you know, and if you look at back how, how, how these big, big financial firms are doing it, it, it is easy money. I mean, they're not just taking all their own cash and buying these houses or neighborhoods. I mean, they're borrowing money. And I talked to a good friend of mine who ran the uh, Credit Suisse bond desk, and we just talked about this a little bit yesterday. And he was, you know, was talking about how they, he goes, Ed, they can borrow 80%, 90% of the purchase price for these houses cheaply. Now, we don't know what they're borrowing at, but even if they borrowed it to 2.5%, once they buy these and they rent them out, they could have rental income of 5%. So they just, they just made some very easy money. And if you look out 10 years and you just take a house, let's say, a house worth a uh, hundred thousand dollars. Let's just say over ten years it goes to two hundred thousand dollars. Well, they made they made money on the rental portion of it, and they also made money on the uh, appreciating asset. 
You also take in, you know, the uh, possibilities of inflation that could even in, uh, boost their returns even more. So it's, uh, it's, right. it's it, you know, you know why they're doing it. But the question is, what kind of damage is it going to do? Is it going to make our country a country of renters? Uh, that's that's the real problem here. And that's that's the big question. Is this healthy or not? It's healthy for BlackRock. I mean, BlackRock stock. I mean, after hearing all this and there's there's other there's other kind of political things that they talked about. We're not going to get into that too much here, but it did mention that uh, J.P. Morgan is a big push for immigration. I'm not sure if they think they need we need laborers or workers. Uh, BlackRock, uh, they got they got a kind of an anti Second Amendment. And I never knew any of that till the last couple of days, but it's right on BlackRock's uh, website. Right. Well, you right. look at you look and, at a couple anti, of that's like gun. Yeah, they're they're, they're like pro restrictions and what. Yeah, they're 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 very progressive policies that they're going after. And uh, I was thinking, like, I don't know if I even want to own a BlackRock fund anymore. I talked to a good friend of mine, also another friend yesterday, and he goes, "I feel exactly the same way." Ed, he goes, but he goes, he's owned BlackRock for the legacy for a lot of clients. That stock has done very well, actually. It's done very very well. So. What they're doing is they're making them themselves money and they're making their shareholders money. But at what costs, what costs is this going to do to the country? What's the long-term effects? And those, those are the questions that uh, people have to ask themselves. And uh, I think that's, 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 that's the big question. What's going to be happening there? Right. And on the Tucker Carlson interview the other night, I think it was uh, Gonzalez was the gentleman's last name. Correct. They mentioned, he mentioned a few things. He, he used the, the term quote, plundering the future. Uh, and the other term he mentioned was that um, this, this institutional investor buying of residential real estate, he said, quote, they are giving us a nightmare of dispossession. So when you consider that increasingly 40% of renters never expect to ever own a house, right? It, that whole, if you think about just those few sentences he said, um, those are bigger picture kind of um, uh, concerns, you know, if that's if that's the general momentum that we have right now, going into a potential housing bubble, another one, right? No doubt, no doubt. I mean, that's people's American dream, or it has been their American dream to own a house. You own your you own your house, you own your land, and not only that, just think about a homeowner who goes to work every day, saves money, and every time they pay their mortgage payment, they're actually paying an asset they they own. They're paying towards the house that they're buying versus the renter who is just paying the landlord money. At the end of the day, the end of the time that they live there, they have no equity whatsoever. So if you're going to a new society where people can't build equity in their homes and home owner, home, uh, renting or home living in a house or apartment is an expense and you're not possibly building any equity or building an asset for the long term, that's pretty concerning. What's right. going to happen and to all the these same- people when they don't have a lot of money saved and the house can right. be a, a big asset for people when they retire. They may sell that house. Hopefully it's been paid off, you know, over the last 20, 30 years. If they own it outright, they can sell that and then use that for part of their uh, retirement. So there's a lot of consequences here of what's happening and uh, it's, it's pretty concerning. And well, we, We'll check in more with this, uh, Lewis, down the road. We'll see how this unfolds in the following months. Do you have any, uh, following, any, any ending comments at all? 
Just that, you know, along with increased um, housing prices goes increased rental prices. So these landlords have the the control to increase rent as they see fit. Um, no so that, doubt. That, that's concerning as well. At the same time as the increases of the, 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 the prices of the housing is the rental, the monthly rental fees will just naturally gravitate upwards as well. Exactly. So, when they own them all, they can charge what they want and you have no choice which to pay the rent. And that, exactly. that seems very concerning at all. And um, also, you don't, let's say we all talk about inflation and what's going to happen with inflation and when's inflation going to happen. And we've had many guests talk about that. And that's kind of the big thing everyone's watching out for. <clears throat> well, when you own a house, it's an asset that if you have inflation, your asset will increase. If you don't have that asset, you have no protection over that inflation. You're exactly. just you're in an apartment and they're jacking the rent up, rent, rent price on you. And um, you don't have any protection of inflation there. And, and if you're just in, have some dollars saved in the bank and some investments, those are being affected by inflation. Whereas a right. you know, hard asset would be a place you'd want some money. So that's a, another big problem here. Uh, Lewis, thank you very much for being with us. Uh, we're going to talk more about this in the future. And uh, thank you, Ed. remember, investors, any questions about your portfolio at all, uh, you're getting ready to retire, you're going to move a 401k, anything, please feel free to give me a call at 518-255-8854. Or you can email me at edgardner at cutterco.com. And remember, for all past shows, you can go to YouTube and search Money Nation channel. Thank you very much for listening to Money Nation. Have a great day.